Well, uh, things have been winding down for Christmas pretty much everywhere, but definitely not in Parliament. Yesterday, of course, brought the much-anticipated mini-budget, including an extra $7.5 billion in savings to meet the government's election promises. And we've seen a long series of repeals, everything from the resource management reforms to fair pay agreements and the clean car discount. For a look back on the week, we're joined by political commentators Bridget Morton and Lamia Imam. Kia ora, welcome to to uh, both of you. I'm going to start with you, Lamia. What did you make of the uh, mini-budget yesterday? Well, I think it's a bit of a misnomer to call it savings when those savings are going to go right back to tax cuts. So, um, uh, you know, it's it's pretty obvious that the government does not have a plan to pay for those tax cuts and they're sort of frantically looking for anything and everything um, they can get rid of to pay for those tax cuts. So I'd say uh, the mini-budget isn't super surprising because even going into the election, they didn't really have a fully costed out tax plan. Um, And now that Winston Peters got rid of their foreign buyers tax, they're essentially scrambling. So uh, I wasn't super surprised, but um, it is not going to have a good effect. So here we are. Bridget, uh, is the government scrambling? No, I don't think they are. I think, in fact, to see this happen within basically three weeks of uh, the ministers being sworn in is quite extraordinary. Um, I didn't think, I agree with Lamia that actually there was very little surprise in the mini budget because all of those big savings were things that were campaigned on, like Onslow, getting rid of Let's Get Wellington Moving, the early childhood subsidy, the commercial building depreciation, all of that was all flagged going to election. So this is very much delivery on what they promised at the election. Lamia, that is true, isn't it? And we did see some criticism. Uh, the Auditor General also um, been critical about the previous government's infrastructure funding and, and how that would be paid for. So a lot of this was well signalled. Yeah, and I think that's why I'm saying um, it's not as much of a surprise uh, because I think we know that there was going to be cuts to existing programs to pay for the, for the tax cut. So we, I, I think that's why it's not a surprise to me. Um, it's also not a surprise because they've signaled that they want to cut essential services to pay for it. I think where I think it's a little bit of a scramble is that the big portion of it was going to come from foreign buyers buying expensive houses, and they don't have that anymore. That was one of, part of the big promise. And now that they don't have that, I think they do have to scramble to fill that hole. Um, and, and and they still haven't found all the money to pay for the tax cuts. And and and. What we're calling savings is actually uh, the rest of us losing essential services for a $20 tax cut. So we're going to lose, you know, so much for a tax cut that's not going to pay for that. So I think that's the scrambling part. Yeah, reprioritization, uh, as they say. Bridget, I mean, if they can find, you know, do the figures and find money to pay for these tax cuts, are they still are they still affordable? Are they still uh, the right thing fiscally to do? Well, I think they're absolutely the right thing to do as a new government. They campaigned on a cost of living election in which they said that they would help out that squeeze middle. And that was by the delivery of tax cuts and by um, decreasing the amount of inflationary spending by a high spending government. So I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. And they're signaling that in this mini budget. I think it's a misnomer to say that they have cut essential services to get the savings that they delivered yesterday, because it's very clear. I don't think you can say that Lake Onslow or Let's Get Wellington Moving, none of that was delivering an essential service. So I don't think anyone will feel any cuts 
were hurt by that particular, um, that what particularly happened yesterday. Yes, they've got a very fiscal fine edge about how they make sure everything adds up and that they fund you know, operational budgets going forward. But that absolutely has not happened yet. And I can absolutely see that they're doing everything they can to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, uh, Lamia, sorry, beyond that, a couple of, well, trips really, uh, things that caught Christopher Luxon out, including this, uh, these Tidio lessons. Uh, was that hypocrisy in your eyes? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't like calling it hypocrisy because I think um, it's less hypocrisy and more, you know, I will do what I can do to get away with it. And if you can't, that's your problem. So what we have in this situation is that there's the amount of funding available to Christopher Luxon. He can, he can choose to do with it whatever he pleases, and he's choosing to do today lessons with it whilst cutting it because he needs to pay for this tax cut. So if he can take it away from you, he will. And if he can take advantage of something, he will. So is it hypocrisy? Uh, I don't I don't know, because, um, you know, it, and, and at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if it's hypocrisy. What matters is that I don't think that this government is organized and is not thinking through what they're saying. Right. So Christopher Luxon also took advantage of the clean card discount and then is getting rid of it. Is that hypocrisy? No. I mean, if you look back, we've had instances where when Paula Bennett was minister, she was on the DPB. She had the training incentive allowance and she got rid of it. Is that hypocrisy? I don't think so. I think it's a case of, you know, we got to do whatever we can. And then we have to make these cuts to pay for this tax cuts for landlords. And we will do it in whatever way necessary. I think that's more of the crux of the problem rather than whether he's being hypocritical. or not. Okay, I'll throw that back to you, Bridget, just to finish. Hypocrisy? Ah, I... I don't think it was hypocrisy because obviously it was well intended. You know, the point was that he did want to make sure that he um, was better informed and made sure that he was actually learning today. The problem, I think, is it was just poor political management. I think you can foresee that if you're spending on something that other people have to pay for, you've got to think carefully about whether or not that's the right thing for that to be coming from the taxpayer's purse or from your own back pocket. Appreciate your time this morning, both of you. Uh, Those were political commentators Bridget Morton and Lamia Imam.